Colin Mercer on Manx Radio. Faster Mai, good afternoon and welcome to Perspective. On the programme this week... We're looking forward very much to welcoming our students back again and to welcoming our new students, of course. And I'd like to start by reassuring the students, their parents and their families and indeed you, that our top priority is is safety. Safety of the students, safety of our staff and, of course, safety of the communities in which our universities sit. So we have been working very hard following government guidance to make sure that the campuses are safe. So social distancing measures in place, masks in appropriate situations, increased cleaning, ventilation, etc, etc. Teaching will be different because we can't possibly have very large numbers of students sitting next to one another in lecture theatres. The traditional lectures will be online, but there will be a significant amount of face-to-face teaching on campuses. It will be in small groups. It will be interactive teaching. And we know that this is something that students like, they enjoy. And we've been working very closely with student unions to try and develop the very best experience for them. So a different learning experience, but I think a very positive learning experience That was Professor Julia Buckingham, CBE, who's president of Universities UK, the group which represents all unis in England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. She was speaking to BBC Radio Jersey this week. Today, we're asking what it's like going to university in an uncertain world. I'm joined live in the studio this afternoon by Education Minister Dr Alex Allinson and Kat Woolley of the Manx Students' Union. Uh, Welcome to you both. Thanks very much indeed for, for coming in. I'm also joined this week by a special guest producer. William King is here too, uh, very much with a vested interest in this topic. He'll soon be embarking on his own journey overseas. In the next hour, we'll also hear from a couple of Manx students who are doing just that this year. Uh, But first, uh, Dr Allenson, heading to university or to college or wherever to study is a, a daunting prospect at the best of times. This year, prospective students, um, are presented with an especially unusual set of circumstances. They, they, they are indeed, because we've got people starting for the first time, and, and we know we've got uh, around about 350 um, Isle of Man students going across for, for their first year, but also people rejoining their studies as well. After they were you know, suddenly stopped in, in Easter, a lot of people came back to the island for their Easter holidays, expecting to go back for the end of term, and, and stayed. Um, for the entire summer. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty about what they're going to see there. But as we've heard from the clip, the key is really the the safety aspect, that um, students can restart or start their education, can catch up with what they may have missed, but do it in a safe environment where they don't have to worry about becoming seriously ill, where they don't have to worry about their own safety or the safety of their family. And that's certainly from an education department's perspective, it is our key priority to reassure parents and, and students that, that they will be safe over there, but also that if, if things do happen in the United Kingdom, such as universities close down, that we will look after them, repatriate them if necessary, and then allow them to carry on their studies on the Isle of Man. So what's your department doing and what's government doing to help support these people yeah. at the minute? I mean, right at the, at the start of this, we, we looked at the eligibility criteria for student awards and tried to modify that um, 
because we knew that with the cancellation of exams of A-levels, it would be difficult for people to get the grades they needed. We then saw quite a debacle in terms of the marking and worked really quite closely um, with the UK government and the examination boards and the head teachers on this island who've done a remarkable job preparing people to go to university and helping them through what was a quite a frantic um, couple of weeks in terms of clearing with, with the um, centre assessed grades. So we've been doing that. We've been trying to support students travelling across in terms of advice, particularly in terms of the airfares and courier firms, um, but also just making sure that um, students registered for travel back to the Isle of Man. If you go on to the gov.im website, you can do that now, or parents can do it for students, so that when they do need to come back, they, they can get the landing card that they will need. Um, and we're also looking into aspects of around, about the, uh, around the Christmas holidays, how when people come back to the islands, we can keep them safe, but also keep our community safe. One of the issues we've had is that each university seems to be doing its own thing. Some universities have gone completely online, and I know one or two Manx students have decided not to go back for this term and rather study here. Um, we've also got a couple of students staying on on the islands who have taken up the offer of internships as well to supplement their edu- education. Um, but we know that quite a few students um, you know, have, have decided to carry on with their education. Most of them have gone back to, to their studies across, and so we're keen to try to look after them as much as possible, to keep in contact with them and if they do have any problems please reach out just quickly uh, reflecting on uh, a turbulent summer really for the department you've mentioned some of the difficulties about exam grades and about mm-hmm. uh, where students were going to be heading are you confident that uh, a, a proportion of max students anyway are, are, are going to the right places or on the right courses all that's been sorted it, it has uh, and, and i apologize for the for the debacle over the the, the marking um, the mixed messages that gave. Um, we've got students from the Isle of Man going right across the, the, the United Kingdom from St Andrews to Exeter. We've also got some going over to Northern Ireland and, and the Republic of Ireland as well. The vast majority of people got their first choice um, and went to the courses they wanted. Some did have to go through clearing, but actually a lot of the universities were, were remarkably accommodating um, because we were in the same situation as all students across the, the British Isles, really, in terms of the marking. And a lot of them um, managed to add adapt the grades people needed to get into the course they wanted or offer them an alternative course so the feedback I've had from head teachers at our, our five secondary schools is really that that most students have got where they want to go doing the course that they wanted but some have had to to adapt and, and that happens every year that some people don't get the grades they want or don't necessarily get on the course they want but um, the, the the job we've got now as a department is, is to support them while they're there and deal with any eventualities that come up over the coming months. Thank you very much indeed. Um, also joining us in the studio is Kat Woolley of the Manx Students' Union. Uh, tell us a bit about the organisation first, if you could. This is quite quite a new creature on the island. Yeah, so we launched on May 20th of this year um, and we very much came out of coronavirus. So Manx students have never really had a form of representation just for them. If you enter into higher education from the Isle of Man, it's quite well known that there's a good chance you're going to have to leave the island for one reason or another. It could be personal preference, but for a lot of people just to do the course they want to do, they have to leave. So at that point, they feel like they're losing their ties to the island and to their community. And for a lot of people, this is their primary source of support. So creating a system where students who have left the island and students who have stayed can all be united is a way of creating support in a time where that is quite hard to come by. So what forms does that take? What kinds of things do you do to help these students? Um, So... You can find us on all forms of social media. So we're trying to gather people together so that we can put them into a sort of Facebook group. We also have a website which can direct people to good sources of support for them. 
Um, but on the island itself, we've been trying to make it as sustainable as possible for people to enjoy their time here to have a sort of social life. So we've been introducing student discounts with the help of local businesses across the island so that when students are here, they can feel like they are part of the Manx community. Um, we've also been helping out with internship schemes so that the Department for Enterprise's new scheme that went live this year and was an incredible success, over 200 applicants to the scheme, um, over 100 from businesses locally. Um, we made sure that could happen and then that meant that students felt like they were involved again in the Manx community and they were able to sort of make the most of the situation because internships in the UK disappeared over the course of this year. Is it hoped that that will give students a support network which would see them more often return perhaps to the island? Is that part of the idea? The idea is to give people the choice. So there's three key reasons that students don't come back to the Isle of Man and one of them is expensive travel. Getting on and off the island is very, very expensive and quite hard to book and it's not very flexible. Um, Another issue is that people feel their social life is not very good here. Um, or their social life, they feel too attached to it from when they've gone away. Um, And also that the housing market is quite inaccessible. So these are the sort of key reasons why students don't come back. So by uniting students and being able to address these issues, you may well see an increase in graduates returning. Have you spoken to many students on the island, both who are returning to university and going for the first time? Mm -hmm. And how are they feeling? Uh, It's mixed opinions. Um, Students who are already at UK institutions seem quite set to return largely to see if they like the new normal and see if they can get used to it. But I know a lot are using it as a sort of trial period and are hoping that if in, say, a month or two months' time they really don't like it and they really haven't adjusted, they want to be able to come home uh, and transition things online. A lot of universities have kind of made that choice for them. As much as Mac students are technically international students when going to the UK, a lot of universities have kept some face-to-face teaching and that sort of bait has pulled students over so they don't really feel like they've had a choice So I think it will be a while before we know how students actually feel about higher education. But definitely for freshers, there's been a really, really um, impressive intake from the island of the amount of students who've looked at the situation, decided they're going to go anyway and they're going to try it. So it's really commendable. Uh, Dr. Allenson, um, what you've just heard there, does that reflect your experiences and the conversations you've been having? It it does. I mean, from a department's point of view, we weren't quite sure how many people might want to defer um, for a year before they went to university. Actually, very few have done so. Part of that's the reality that that most people, when they take a, a, a gap year, they go travelling or, or they get a job. And obviously, that's becoming incredibly difficult now um, in, on, on the island um, and around the world. I mean, what, what we have seen is, as I said, about 350 undergraduates um, starting university. Um, but we've also got 112 at UCM who've started there and we've tried to expand the offering locally um, for, for a whole range of reasons. I mean, that, that was part of a long-term term strategy as well was to build the further education um, uh, uh, offering on the island. And there are some new courses uh, just at that institution as well. There are indeed and and we've been working quite closely with the Department for Enterprise with Chamber to devise courses that are useful for people um, to then go on into the job market. For instance, you know, counselling courses, um, emphasising the the, um, health and social care courses um, that are there. But but as Kat says, one of the things that I think all of us have, have got out of the last six months is that we as an island need to be self-reliant we need to work together and so the networking opportunities she and her union have, have presented I think have been really useful um, because as all of us have gone into isolation students have as well they've, they've been denied access to their friends across they've been to, denied access to, to the travel that they normally do um, over over the summer and so being able to share that experience and work together and support each other I think has been incredibly helpful for, for our student community. 
Let's hear from um, one of those who's about to head across. Elliot Callow is one of many Manx students heading off to university shortly, very shortly, I believe. Uh, he's been speaking to William King. I'm really excited. I, I just want to get back away to England because I lived in England for two years and I just want to get back there, see some old friends and make a load more new friends. That's the plan. Just, I think, also get my brain back into gear. It's been, it's been far too long since I've actually done any real schoolwork and stuff. So, yeah, I just want to get back doing something. And what about the university then? Have they been in contact? Have they got sort of new plans with COVID and everything? Yeah, they've been they've been uh, really sort of on it, actually. Um, from, from the very start, they've been giving everyone plenty of emails, plenty of rules in place, as most unis will have. For example, my dad can't come in and unload the car with me. I have to take it all in myself. They've been really helpful. Uh, international students, they've been putting them all up in quarantine and, and bringing them two weeks earlier. And will some of the stuff be online? Yes, I've got four hours of in-person lectures a week and the rest of it is online. So yeah, yeah, a good, a good proportion of it is online. I think it's around 70%, um, which, which I'm not too bothered about. I would have been upset if there was no in-person stuff at all. You do seem quite relaxed about it all. You're not sort of concerned about entering the virus-stricken world. No, I, I feel like I'm young and healthy, so I, I feel like I won't be affected. Obviously, it's a very small risk, but... I feel like I'm, I'm quite sensible, I'm going to stick to social distancing and wear a mask and all that kind of stuff. But it's almost like I've pretty much kind of forgotten it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been three months since it's been over here. It might kind of shock me when I get there. But um, yeah, I'm just trying to stay relaxed because people seem to freak out about it quite a lot. and It's not, not that bad. Is it crossing your mind that if there was sort of a an outbreak or a local lockdown or something have you had a thought about that whether you'd come back whether you'd stay yeah that's the only thing that does worry to me to me to some degree being stuck there for potentially three four months if the Alamo government does do a full lockdown so yeah it, it does worry me a little bit and it was kind of at the back of my mind whether I should go this year or not but I think I may as well just go for it and if I get stuck there I'll, I'll stay I've got some friends in England so I can stay with them I'll just get myself back as quick as possible. That was Elliot Callow there speaking to William King. Interesting to hear uh, from Elliot Minister that uh, it's almost like Manx students have forgotten what it's like to live with COVID-19. We've obviously been in a very lucky situation here with the number of cases that have been here for a long time now. So um, perhaps a bit of complacency almost, do you think? I, I, I don't think so, actually. I think young people of this island have shown a remarkable resilience throughout this um this entire episode it's been hard for all of our community and obviously we, we've lost people due to coronavirus but the young people on, on, on this island um, whether they're at university or at work have adapted to a very changing situation in terms of their, their presence but present but also their futures um, what, what I've seen is, is young people actually voting with their feet wanting to carry on with their education wanting to, to, to put that first and their future first and not be put off by the, the fear of, of the virus and being adaptable to this. Nobody wants to wear masks, nobody wants to socially distance, but, but f- f- by talking to the young people that I've done, they, they accept that as, as a bit of the, the new normal. This is a hurdle to get over so that they can carry on with their education and they're putting that first and, and really more than happy to support them doing that. There's obviously a lot of differences around the British Isles by region now. We're seeing the UK government introduce different rules depending on where you live or where you're staying. Does that affect, well, it 
you'd imagine inevitably it will affect the experiences different students have when they go away. It, it, it will do. One of the um, issues, I suppose, for, from a parent's point of view, it, is that um, the, the variation and also the fact that the British government have made it quite clear that they want schools and universities to stay open as much as possible, even though they're not locking down certain geographical areas. What I think students will be doing on the ground is, is as, as Kat has said, working together, networking, supporting each other, so that if an area is locked down, okay, they, they may not be able to go to the pubs or, or clubs, but they will be able to support each other um, for, for, that, for those weeks where, where they're not necessarily able to socialise in, in slightly bigger groups. And I think hopefully by the increased communication, using social media, being put in contact with people in your area, we can support those students to, to get through what may be a very turbulent couple of months. And Kat, some of these things will be happening already. Some people have already gone back across or gone across for the first time, of course. Yeah, there's also a lot of Manx students who never came home. Um, so they stuck it out. Some of them were on placements. Some of them simply weren't able to make it back due to travel reasons. But um, there are a great number who haven't been to the island in a very, very long time. And there's also a great number who decided to go back quite early so they could take time before their semester started so that they could adjust to what was happening. Um yeah, the variations in regions of the UK definitely makes it quite stressful for people in understanding what rules apply to them because it is changing very, very fast. Um, but ultimately, the universities are doing quite a good job of telling their students in their area exactly what rules do apply to them. Um, but we do have the unique case of what happened in St Andrews yesterday um, where the university asked students to volunteer to go into lockdown, um, which is something that may well happen at other universities, but... I mean, we are still to see what happens next. I don't think I've mentioned so far you're studying at the University of York. Yes. Um, an excellent decision by all accounts. Uh, not that I'm biased in any way, but... Uh, this entire room is biased there. <laughs> yeah. um, as a theme, certainly. How's it, how's it been there? Um, so the University of York, they, at the beginning of coronavirus, were pretty fantastic. Um, and because I was studying abroad in Poland, they were quite aware that they needed to tell me what was happening so that I could make extra travel arrangements home. Um, but then they went quiet for about two months over the summer, uh, which was quite alarming. And they've started speaking to us again about a week, two weeks ago. Um, and they just sent out an email basically telling us what social distancing was. It wasn't anything super comprehensive. They seem quite non-committal, And as much as they've told us they will do as much face-to-face -face teaching as possible, they've also told us they'll follow government guidelines, which means that they could stop there at any second so we really actually don't feel like we know very much at the university. The University of York was uh, in the headlines right at the beginning of the pandemic, of course, because yeah. was it the first case that yeah, was there? Or was, certainly very early on. Mm -hmm. It was down the road from where most of the students live. Yeah. So. I, I think about 100 yards from where I used to live, which is very strange. <laughs> um, let's hear now from our second Manx student, uh, Jacob Halstein, began his first year studying physiotherapy at Manchester Metropolitan University. He's been speaking with William King. It's quite hectic starting out, getting used to living on your own and all that kind of stuff. But it's good. I've had three actual classes now in school or in uni even. It's stressful, but it is worth it. I'm enjoying it so far. I think it's going to be a good year. That's good to hear. Have you had any virtual lectures or anything yet? I haven't had one yet. My first one is on Monday. But some of my flatmates have, they've had theirs all this week. You know, they said the first one was a bit slow, getting used to it and everything, but they said it's just like sitting in the classroom, the same kind of thing. The teacher 
speaks to you, you make a few notes. It's not really that different. That's good. And um, what about sort of freshers' week activities? Has anything like that been able to happen? Yeah, there's a few things. So there's like a, a lot of the events that were already planned are still going ahead, but obviously the the way it works has changed. So with obviously the only six-person social gathering rule in the UK, they've changed a lot of the events, so there's less tickets and you have to go in a group of six and you have your own table. We've still been able to do activities. I feel like it's not quite been the same as other people. You know, we haven't really been able to socialise well as well, um, yeah. but we've still had the opportunity to do things. It's not like we're locked into our rooms. Now, before you went, I would assume maybe they were sending you some information about what it was going to be like. Has how it's been sort of reflected what they were telling you beforehand? Yeah, I would say so. So for me, with doing like a quite a practical course, we were warned in advance, so my class size is smaller than normal. PPE is quite important. You know, they make sure you're wearing masks. For me, I have to wear gloves. I know other classes have to wear gloves in their lessons as well. That kind of aspect of it, yeah, I think it's been exactly how they told it. And they are quite strict. In, well, not strict as such, but there's people enforcing the rules. And have people been sticking to the rules? I think a lot, a lot of people have, but then there's a lot of people who have not as well. Um, I think it's a, it's a tough one because with it being freshers, everyone just wants to have a party kind of thing. Um, and a lot of people, I think, have broken rules. Yeah. But then I think the majority of people have been quite sensible. When you get here and you finally get settled in, it's, it is really good fun, even with the new rules, you know. You can still have a brilliant time with your flatmates. And, yeah, stick to the rules, stay safe, pretty much. That was Jacob Halstein there speaking to William King uh, just at the end of his first week across, I think. Um, Minister, we heard a few things there about some of the social side of university. And, of course, it's not just about going away for study. It's um, it's uh, life learning skills, I suppose. And that side of things will be very different for people going away this it, year. It, it will do. And I'm really sorry about that, that people have missed out on some of the experiences that, that they would have had last year. Um, in terms of the, the social life, the sporting life, getting to meet people from different areas and different backgrounds is really an important part of um, further education. It's not just the, the study that you've signed up for. It's, it's the wider um, life skills and education you get. I, I think one of the things we, we haven't talked about is, is the effects this has on young people. We know that people starting university sometimes can be anxious, can be can be um, worried about what the, what to expect. And as you said in your introduction, that's been amplified really by, by the coronavirus. One of the things I think all of us are keen on doing is looking after the mental health of students when they're across or when they come back. From a department's point of view, we've tried to do um, various aspects of this, putting information on the website, um, get, getting it out there. I, there is a, a whole policy across government, uh, the, the are you okay, of trying to verbalise this. But I think from from CAT and, and, and the union's point of view, that that's one of the really important things that people don't feel that they're alone, don't feel isolated when when, when they leave the island um, and, are, and are able to network together and share that experience because by sharing the experience, by sharing some of these worries and anxieties, we can hopefully overcome them together. And CAT, what work's the Manx Students' Union doing to help students' uh, mental health? 
and so, an attitude towards what they're faced with. So at the moment, uh, we have a survey, a welfare survey, which is active and we are collecting responses from students. So if you are a student listening to this, please go onto the Facebook group and fill that out because there is very little data out there on the mental health of Manx students. Manx students are in such a unique position because travelling between two jurisdictions and having to do all the administration that goes with that things will get lost. And so actually asking people exactly how we can help them and exactly what issues they have faced. We hope to be able to work with charities. At the moment, we're working with King. Uh, we're talking with our Listen. Uh, and we hope to be able to work with government to develop the services that students want and need. I'm going to spring this upon you, William King, who joins us in the studio. First am I. You're just about to head off. How does it feel? Are you nervous? I am not not that nervous, to be honest. It's interesting what you were saying about York Cat, because from a, a fresher, in inverted commas, point of view, it uh, they seem to have been quite good with lots of information about what the study's going to be like and all that sort of thing, and indeed some of the social side and from the college, uh, James House Colleges for uh, the halls of residence. So all the stuff they're doing for Freshers' Week. So in terms of how nervous I'm feeling, I would say it's quite low. It might... I'm going uh, at the end of this week, so perhaps that's going to that's gonna grow, perhaps. Uh, but at the minute, I would say I'm, I'm quite confident and I, they've been communicating well with me. A few days to go, yeah. Um, we heard uh, Jacob saying now, who's doing physiotherapy, mm-hmm. his is very much a practical course, as you'd expect. Uh, you're off to do music, so there's, I would imagine there's quite a lot of in-person... Uh, learning there too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, music's quite uh, an interesting one because different universities have different levels of practicality. So some will be highly performance based. York is somewhere in between. Some of it's performance, some of it's more reading and analysis and that sort of thing. So that stuff, as you can imagine, is is less changed. Um, the performance obviously will be affected by coronavirus, but we've been recording auditions rather than going in for the ensembles so they seem seem to have it together it will be interesting to see what it's actually like as i mentioned to jacob is it how does what it's like reflect what they've said he seemed to think it was pretty much bang on so i'll be interested to see if that's the same in york uh will and cat university of york's obviously a campus university Mm. so students are very much in uh well there's certainly a nucleus there do you think there'll be a different experience for students who Perhaps we're going to universities that are more city-based? Yes, I definitely do. I think um, York being a campus and having the collegiate system, the fact that for a fresher you're in that, you've got your pastoral care is being monitored on a much smaller scale, I think it is a very good system to be going into at this time. For bigger universities, say University of Edinburgh, where you're scattered across the place, or all the London universities, it's going to be a very different story. And there are a lot of students who, even before coronavirus, did find it quite hard to make friends in those conditions, especially coming out of a small community like the Isle of Man. So I think it's just being extra aware of the fact that you've got to build your own social safety net where possible. Lean into the fact that you're from the Isle of Man. Lean into the fact that there are other Manx students in the same position as you and contact them when and where possible. But apart from that, If you can, I'd suggest getting involved with societies as much as they won't be able to run in the same way they used to. They are all very desperate for members. Um, So actually, they'll be providing far more incentives than they used to. And it is a very nice way of building a network of people around you. It's a little while ago now that I was a fresher, but there were lots of um, lots of events that were very much on mass with huge amounts of people in in small spaces. This uh, kind of rule of six that's across the UK will mean people have 
quite a different experience in terms of uh, just their exposure to other people as well. We should say the rule of six obviously is uh, has its own different forms in the different nations across. Yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly with with York uh, as sort of the main one, I can talk about the they are talking about freshers events, comedy night, music night, quiz. Obviously, some of it's going to be online, a virtual escape room, I believe, which will be interesting. But I look in, forward to hearing how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I guess just uh, lose your internet connection and you've escaped. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, but they have been talking about the rule of six, and they've been, they've built this uh, outdoor venue called the Forest, which will enable some social distance gatherings. So yeah, uh, I think that's another reason York's quite lucky in that it's got the green space to be able to do that. Uh, just a final reflection on what we heard from Jacob, our minister. He did say that anecdotally some students weren't sticking to the rules. Yeah. Is, that, is that something uh, of, of particular concern maybe for, um, for young people? Um, I, I don't think so. I, I think some of the press has tried to demonise young people. Um, throughout this, that, that they're being irresponsible and they're, and they're not following the rules. We've certainly um, seen that a lot in the UK media. Well, we, we have, but there's plenty of, of older people who are, not, who are breaking the rules and acting, uh, you, you know, you know, without showing respect for, for their community. From my experience of young people, particularly on the island, most of them are incredibly dedicated to looking after them, their own health and the health of their commu- community. But but we know that when you're in big social gatherings, that, that it becomes quite difficult. What we have to remember is that young people um, have had an awful lot of the burden of, of the costs of coronavirus, but are still relatively safe in terms of the virus. If they do get, get infected, they're normally either asymptomatic or only have minor symptoms. Um, and yet they're sharing a lot of the burden and a lot of the restrictions that the rest of us have to do as well. So I certainly wouldn't blame students for, for, for occasionally forgetting to put a mask on or stand two metres away from one of their friends. It, it's the reality and all of us have to get used to that um, if we go to the United Kingdom. Are Max students at a disadvantage in that regard in the way that the rules are very different here to... Uh, to in the UK, I, I don't think so. I think uh, you know, young people are remarkably resilient. They will adapt to to the changing situation there. It's interesting talking about Freshers Week because uh, there, there have been worries that sometimes people find Freshers Week a bit too intense. There, there's often too much emphasis on on alcohol and socialising, and for some people who who come from a, a small community, they might find that intimidating. Perhaps this year we can reassess what Freshers Week is about to go more for the the emphasis on communication and building up networks as we've already been described rather than just going down the pub and and drinking too much and and so i think there's always opportunities in in different situations and i think manx students and, and students in general whether whether they're on the island at ucm or across can make the most of, of those opportunities that come about william um amongst your peers is there apprehension about sticking by the by the rules across i, I, I don't think so i think people Wherever they're coming from, as you've touched on, the UK seems to have slightly different rules dotted about now. It's not really across the board. So I think quite a lot of people will be adapting to new circumstances when they go. So I don't think people feel like they're sort of in a different boat. Obviously, we are different, but I think people will be able to adapt to the rules. I think, certainly from my point of view, I I wouldn't like to get coronavirus. I know we're being told that we're asymptomatic and um, that, you know, we're unlikely to uh, die or, you know, have any any negative uh, impacts from that. But I think from what I've been hearing from the university, if you test positive, you're going to have to self-isolate in your room for 14 days. That seems like an incredibly unpleasant experience. So I think 
anything you can do to avoid that is certainly uh, a positive. And without casting any aspersions about James College, a student digs are not renowned to be uh, uh, the most roomy of yeah. places to be spending <laughs> two weeks. I've done the little virtual tour. It looks looks quite nice, but yeah, I think there's sort of two levels. So if 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 you're self-isolating for for not because you've got it, but maybe because I don't know, a French students come in or something. Not everybody has to self-isolate, and they you would actually just be in your room. Now that sounds difficult, but if um, I think if you are all having to self-isolate together, you know, you can use the kitchen and that sort of thing. That sounds a bit more palatable. But. Um, Minister, what happens come Christmas time? Very, very good question. Um, I mean, the, the council ministers have been looking at this already, and, and we've been quite clear at the start of this in, in March when we had to lock down the borders and, and restrict travel even for, for residents trying to come back, that that was quite quite a, an, an extreme um, reaction to a very extreme um, situation we were in. We're now in a much better situation in terms of the testing capability on the island, the, the track and trace system we've got, and much more knowledge about coronavirus. What we're planning on doing is, is making sure that should the situation deteriorate in the United Kingdom, that we would be able to um, repatriate any of those students who wanted to come back. Um, but we would need also to be very careful in terms of the wider community. We've introduced a, a, a system whereby people can get a test on day seven um, of, of, of isolation, and if that's negative, they can have a little bit more freedom. With students coming back up over the Christmas period, we will have to look quite carefully at the situation in the United Kingdom to see whether that's applicable for them, because we would be dealing with people not just travelling back, but who have been living in what may have been an area with quite a high prevalence of, of the virus. So we're, we're working very closely with the Department of Health and Public Health Department um, to have contingency plans over the, the Christmas period um, to make sure that students when they come back are welcomed that they can travel backwards and forwards but also that they're kept safe and, and their families and communities are kept safe Is there a chance, do you think, Minister, that people would, would be asked not to come back? That's a very good question. I, I, I hope not um, but mm. we're, we're, we're dealing with a situation which is extremely volatile at the moment with increasing cases. Um, I certainly don't want to tell people from the other men that they can't come home to see their families. Um, but they will have to make that decision on a case-by-case basis, depending on where they are. I mean, we don't know whether um, the United Kingdom might go into a, a further lockdown later on in, in the year where they won't be able to travel. And, and we were faced that uh, you know, earlier on this year. Um, but certainly we will do as much as we can as a government to make sure that they are welcome to come back and they are kept safe. Is there, is there a chance, Would you can you imagine um, asking students to pay a thousand pounds and stay in the comis hotel for 14 days um again that's an interesting question because different jurisdictions have have worked around quarantine in different ways using the comis hotel at the start of 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 this pandemic was a practical way of trying to deal with the uncertainty at the time and actually students and and people who couldn't afford um the 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 fees of the comis didn't have to pay for, for those um other jurisdictions like New Zealand and Australia are still putting people into hotels when they come back. Now, I don't think we're we're facing that at the moment, but certainly if we needed to keep people safe when they came back to the island, if, for instance, they couldn't um, self-quarantine in their homes because perhaps their, their, their parents or one of their family members was in a vulnerable group and didn't feel able to do that, then we would make provision so that they could be accommodated somewhere else. Can we infer from that that the uh, sort of obligatory... Uh, residential quarantine um, was almost means tested 
uh, about about the way that it was paid for. Um, when when we were facing repatriating Alaman residents in in March, we needed to do it as safely as possible, because at the time we didn't know what the prevalence was in the United Kingdom, and also we hadn't got the taste testing track and trace system up and running on the island. We were still sending swabs over to Birmingham to be processed and getting the results three or four days later. We now have testing same day. Um, done on the Isle of Man. What we tried to do was to try to keep the community safe and put people in quarantine. And the, it wasn't means tested. What we tried to do is make sure that everyone was was looked after. Those people who could afford it um, paid towards it. Those people who couldn't afford it were accommodated. For those seven day tests, uh, I, think, I think I'm right in thinking uh, returning residents have to pay fifty pounds for that. So, uh, does does the same logic apply to that? In, in, ter- in terms of in terms of students, yes. I mean, this this is a contribution people are being asked to make to keep the system going, um, and make sure that that we have a reliable and sustainable um, track and trace system. The Alamein government and Department of Health and Social Care have put a lot of investment into buying equipment so that we can be self sufficient in testing. And or through all the studies around the world, if you want to try to um, cope with the virus, particularly in a small community, you need to have absolute um, you know, testing systems which are reliable, safe and quick but you also need that track and trace so that when you do get somebody with a positive test you can close that infection down very quickly and we've seen that only in the last um, few weeks with some of the people who, who unfortunately and unwittingly have brought the virus back to our island. I think this is probably a question for you Kat and we've touched on this a bit already. Do some of this, uh, these uncertainties um, put people off going do you think are there people who are staying or deferring as a result uh there are people who like the minister said earlier have chosen not to return to the uk because everything's online they can stay on the island um i think that the position we're in it hasn't yet deterred people not on a mass scale but i think over the course of the next year we will see a shift in applications to higher education whether they be on island or off whether people go for open university um, because this really is the first trial year of how universities are going to cope how the island can cope in repatriating students this is the guinea pig year unfortunately Mm. Um, so i think we will see the major effects in about 12 months time you mentioned the open university is there going to be a increased popularity in distance learning perhaps on the horizon and um, people who are staying here but technically still studying abroad? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there will be. There's already, Open University is quite popular on the Isle of Man um, and as students move online they get used to online learning. Uh, some universities aren't getting used to online learning so actually their quality of teaching is going down. However, places like Open University have been used to this. They've had a high standard of teaching for years so I do think you're going to see an increase in the amount of online applications. Will we see, Minister, an increase in applications to University College Isle of Man? You've mentioned some of the new options being put on there. Is that going to be the favoured option for more people, perhaps? The, the, the main thing is it is offering young people choice. Um, and there will be some people who, for whatever reason, um, don't want to go across to university or find that, that the courses and, and or vocational training they want is better provided on the island. Um, now, what we've done at UCM is work very closely with the Department for Enterprise, look at those courses which are valuable to the island but also are needed by students and increase the range of opportunities there. But as Kat says, quite a few people are now looking at online courses, a variety of courses, and we've seen through the coronavirus that increasing the opportunities for distance learning. What we're doing as a department is 
reviewing some of the regulations about student awards to make sure that those are now brought up to date to cater for things like the Open University, some of the online courses that will be increasingly offered by universities across or even around the world. Just very quickly, William, did you did you think twice about going? It's an interesting one. I think I think everybody's thought twice about it. I think, but as Kat touched on earlier, there there's so many factors, and for me, it was a case of what's it going to be like in twelve months' time. Nobody knows. Whilst nobody knows if it's going to get better or it's going to get worse, and the trends are saying one thing in the UK at the minute. And whilst there is the opportunity to go, even though it's not exactly how you went or how people last year went, you know, I think. I think it personally I've chosen to take that opportunity. I understand absolutely people who are saying I'm going to stay at home for another few months or I'm going to going to wait the whole year before I go, but that's just not what I chose to do. And minister by extension, um I suppose the elephant in the room really this week we've seen the numbers of cases in the UK uh, go up significantly. I think it was the highest since March, was it perhaps? Uh, the number of cases in the past couple of days. Uh does that perhaps bring a particular concern? to students going away that even wasn't there a week ago? I, I, I think I think you, you're right. There is a lot of concern um, out there in terms of the situation in the United Kingdom. It does seem to be in terms of particular pockets of areas. Um, as far as I know, most of the university areas themselves haven't been affected to any great great extent. But but as, as, as Kat and William have been saying, it, it is a matter of not putting your life on hold, of carrying on with your education and making the adaptations that you need to do when you're over there. And young people are, are, are resilient. They have always adapted to, to changes in terms of university. They've now got to do that, but hopefully do that together and support each other through um, quite a few changes. Let's listen into uh, another interesting case study of a Manx student. Um, Fraser Rowe, I hope I've said that right, yeah, William, yeah. Uh, is beginning his studies with the Royal Northern College of Music this September. Uh, but he won't actually be departing Manx Shores until January at the earliest. He's been speaking to William King. I was meant to be going in September, obviously, but circumstances changed with coronavirus. And um, the plan is now to possibly go in January instead and do the first term online. So is this because it's quite a practical course? Yeah, so, uh, so so a lot of what would need to be done would need to be done in person, which is why it's quite difficult to do it online. So, so my university have given the option to do the first term online only, and then I guess they'll reassess it because they can't exactly force people to come when coronavirus is as bad as, uh, as, bad as it is. I mean, it's more just waiting and seeing what happens in the UK because obviously cases have started rising again and I'm not really keen on going to a place that's absolutely riddled with coronavirus at the end of the day. What sorts of things do you imagine you'll be able to do over the computer? Well, a lot of the um, actual tutoring, so like for me, I play keyboard, so uh, the one-to-one keyboard tuition we'll be able to do over over Zoom and um, other things such as theory lessons, lectures, things like that can be done over Zoom. But actual band work and actually getting in groups and playing with each other would be quite difficult. Are you at a disadvantage because of this? It's hard to say because right now it's looking like the way that it's going in the UK, people might not actually be able to meet up in groups and things like that soon enough. But, I mean, I would like to be able to go and play with all the musicians on my course. But right now, I think the Isle of Man is kind of at an advantage that you can go outside and do gigs and things like that. There's a lot of exciting things happening in the music scene here. So I'm quite interested to see what's going to happen with that in the next few months. So I don't think I'm necessarily at a disadvantage, really. 
Is there any part of you that considers going? Yeah, I mean, there's a part like that wants to go away and experience a uni life, obviously, and see what that's like and go and meet all the people on my course. I mean, I don't want to go over there if that's not got to be what it could be for, like, say if coronavirus wasn't a thing. Like, obviously, people go away and they party together. But it's obviously not going to be like that now. So, I don't know. I'll have to assess it and see what it's like over there, I guess. That was Fraser Rowe speaking to William King. So, uh, a particularly unusual set of circumstances, perhaps, for for Fraser Minister. Um, We mentioned a bit earlier about some of the more practical courses and the difficulties they face there. Um, do you feel maybe if we're in a similar scenario this time next year, it might change uh, the courses that students are looking to take perhaps? Are we going to see more knock-on effects of this? It it could do because um, universities will change their courses to adapt to the situation and then uh, as we've talked about the the choice of students, they they then have to choose whether they want to go along with that. Um, I think there will be opportunities for distance learning, there will be opportunities for doing some practical um, course, courses, which you have to do. I mean, in terms of physiotherapy, music, you, you have to do performances, you have to be with other people who can't do all that online. Whereas other subjects, particularly language or perhaps lit- English literature, you can do a lot more of that online. Um, I think in terms of the, the Isle of Man, what we are keen on doing is, is growing the, the number of courses available at UCM, perhaps offering sandwich courses there, um, and certainly for those students who are coming back to the island after graduating, allowing them to continue their studies if they want to, or working in terms of internships and growing their experience when, when, when they come back to the Isle of Man. And I think Kat, Kat's already talked about um, the, the, the desire to... Um, attract graduates back to the Isle of Man. In the past, there have been issues, as she says, about unemployment opportunities, social life and housing costs. But I think we need to look at those as a whole in terms of government to make sure that we can attract students back here um, to carry on their studies or actually carry on their careers. There are some existing links with, I think it's Chester University, isn't it, across, um, to do with uh, how courses are awarded, things like that. So could we see more arrangements of that ilk? We're working on that at the moment. We've got a strategic alliance with Chester so that we can offer the same courses that they do. And actually, that's become even more valuable now as as they're moving more online. We can actually mimic that and offer a very good experience right the way through a degree, which is then awarded um, by, by Chester University and, and by UCM. But also in the future, there's the, the, the chance that we can use um, Chester's expertise to devise our own courses here and have our own degree courses that cater for the needs but also the wants of Manx students. The students that are currently in year 12 and year 13 are looking at their options for what they might do next year or the year after. What happens to things like open days and how they learn about different institutions, different courses elsewhere? It it has been a challenge this year because um, traditionally our man students have gone to visit universities and actually had a look around them and often stayed in the halls of residence to see what the experience was like. That obviously hasn't been possible. Quite a few of the universities have had virtual tours, but also we've seen Manx students clubbing together to share experiences. And at Balakameen, they ran a very successful um, f- higher education fair where Manx students told that are, were at universities told Manx students wanting to go to university what the experience was like. And actually, I think... That Again, that networking, that that, um, peer mentoring is very important as we go forward and actually could make the student body here a lot stronger. Uh, What about the Manx Students' Union role in this? Is there going to be some... Uh, some buddying up perhaps for, mm-hmm. for people going away so at the moment we actually have two really really interesting student 
almost projects on the island. So there's Manx Universe, which is aimed at years 12s and 13s. Um, and that basically will get you to university. So if you're interested, whether you're a parent or a student, um, in the idea of higher education and you just want to know a bit more about it and you want something that will substitute open days, it's run by Chess Warren and Caitlin Allenson. And it is a good way of figuring out when open days are happening, how the UCAS application system works. Um, and then, I mean, the idea is once you've finished them, you've made it to university, you join the Max Students Union and you buddy up in your network there. Um, actually, buddying up is a term we've been using a bit because when you do go over to your higher education institution, it's worth finding out what Manx students are in the same area as you, because particularly if for some reason you have to go into a quarantine, it's worth having someone who you know can bring you food or supplies. So we do have a database in our group, um, so people can sign up to that and you can see if they're in your area or not in the UK. Um, and so it is worth reaching out to people just to check that there is someone who's going to be around for you, uh, because as much as a lot of the universities are hoping to supply um, food or look at arranging systems for students who are in quarantine obviously you have to be ready for the idea that the universities might be overwhelmed so student supporting students is absolutely key here that leads me on quite nicely dr allenson i also wanted to speak to you with another of your hats on as it were uh, what's it been like for parents this summer um it, but bizarre <laughs> um uh, in in terms of my, my own daughter she came back um at easter with a hold or with a, a, a couple of bits of clothing in it, expecting to go back in a week's time, and then stayed for the entire summer. Um, she was lucky in, in, in that she managed to get into um, an internship when she was over here. She also got a temporary job as well. She was able to meet up with her friends and share experiences and keep busy. Um, other other students obviously were, were less able to do so and, and have got a bit of a void in their summer where, where um, trips were cancelled, um, holidays were cancelled and they couldn't um, meet up with their friends either here or, or across in the same way. Some of her, some of her friends stayed in the UK, um, some of them decided to, to come back, some of them went back early. So it's been very, very changeable really I and, and I think it's been different for, for all of us. Um, but what I saw as a parent was actually um, my, my daughter and all, all her friends making that decision that they weren't going to put their lives on hold they wanted to get back and, and they, they wanted to get control back on their own education and actually work together and so certainly the, the work that Kat has been doing with, with her colleagues I, th I think shows that is testament to that this may not have happened if we hadn't have had coronavirus but people have become more self-sufficient more resilient and people on the Isle of Man have been working together to get us through this because we've spoken a lot about the stresses and the anxiety and the apprehension for students themselves but of course there's a secondary effect for parents and for families and for friends absolutely. who are going to be concerned about all the same things too. Absolutely and we, we know that particularly students from the Isle of Man can find going to university challenging. Um, each year it, within the first year around about 10% decide not to carry on with their studies and, and either leave university courses completely or perhaps try to change courses um, and that's the reality and, and in some ways that, that could be emphasised and amplified by coronavirus I hope that by the work that CAT and other people have been doing in terms of bringing people together even when they're, when they're across that we can hopefully combat some of that anxiety some of that isolation um, and that will reassure not only the students but also their parents and families is there a mechanism through which 
students and families uh, can give the department feedback about their experiences? Absolutely. I, I, I'm really quite open for if people are having problems, um, please get in contact with the department. We will do as much as possible um, to, to work around those. We have good, really good relationships with most of the universities now, um, and we've been keeping in contact with them in terms of their own situations, but also reminding them that students from the Isle of Man do face particular challenges in terms of travel, in terms of accommodation, in terms of getting their possessions backwards and forwards that, that other, other students may not do. Um, and so if, if parents or, or, or pupils themselves are running into individual problems, please get in contact with us at the department and we'll try to work on your behalf to f- find a way around these problems. Just finally, uh, 30 seconds to go. Cat uh, and William, when did you head back? Or well, head leave, over, leaving, leaving on Friday, yes. So, Settling uh, in, yes. Very imminent. I leave tomorrow. Oh, really? Oh, well. So I need to pack tonight. We've interrupted your uh, your preparations. <laughs> well, thanks very much indeed uh, to Cat Woolley from the Manx Students Thank Union, you. Education Minister Dr Alex Allenson, uh, and my guest producer this week, William King. Thanks, thanks very much and good luck. And thanks for listening. Take care.